Hey, Seth, guess what? What's that? Our podcast is about to turn a year old. Ooh, we're going to have a birthday. Yes, a birth... I can't believe we've been doing this for almost a year. I know, it's crazy, right? It's absolutely insane. You know what the best part of birthdays are? What's that? It's the presents. I mean, you got to admit, it's the presents, right? I do I do like presents. I also like birthday cake, but I like presents. What do you think our parishioners could get us for, for our birthday? Um. Well, I like owl things. <gasps> what? <laughs> I like owls. I, th- I was thinking maybe something for the show. Maybe something both of us could use. Oh, oh, I guess if you if you insist. Do you know what we should do for our birthday? What we should do a birthday show where we kind of do a look back over the first year. Yeah, and, and like maybe do some best of clips or something. I think that sounds like a lot of fun. That would be. Wouldn't that be a blast? That would be so fun. Okay, so as a birthday present to to dropping Sunday, listeners, if you have a favorite episode from the past year, please. Send it to us. Tell us. Tell us what it is. We'll replay it. We'll 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 talk about it. We'll talk about maybe a little behind the scenes, what we were feeling or thinking during that time frame. Uh, and I think that that would be a great present to give us. What do you think? I agree. I think. And it, you know what? It won't cost you anything. It won't cost you anything. But I'm greedy. I'm greedy on my birthday. You want lots of presents? I like oh. lots of presents. I like, yeah. I like lots of presents. Listeners, please. Tell, tell somebody about us. Yeah. Tell, tell five of your friends to listen to us. If we see those numbers jump up, we'll know that you've uh, that you've given us a great present by, by telling your friends about it. What, what do you think, Andre? Is that you think that'll work for us? I think so. You know what? That that'll kind of be like giving a present to us and to your friends. Oh wow! Because we're the gift to your friends. Wow. <laughs> uh, Podrishners out there, thank you in advance for 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 making it a happy birthday for us. And for uh, for reaching out to to your friends, and to reaching out to us and telling us your favorite parts, we're we're looking forward to our one year celebration. Andrea, yeah, you ready to get to the show? Let's do it. I'm feeling like a grown up. Let's get into it this week on Dropping Sunday. Welcome to Dropping Sunday. I'm one of your hosts, Seth. And I am your other host, Andrea. And, you know, in case this is your first time around here, uh, let me tell you a little bit about Dropping Sunday. We are a semi-reverent look at Christian pop culture. Just a couple of notes. We are not here to get you saved. We're also not here to tick you off. Although we want to know if either of those things happen. Yes, this is a podcast by Christians for Christians, but you definitely don't need to believe to belong, Andrea. How's your heart? It's great. Yeah. My heart's great. Good. Yeah. I am coming up on my vacation for the year. Oh, that's nice. And I'm very excited because we are, I'm, my parents and I are heading to Wyoming. Oh, really? I've never been to yes. Wyoming. Yes. Yeah. I, I had been to Wyoming as a, as a child, a very young child. Don't even remember being there. But we, um, so we were talking about vacation and, and I, I don't know if you remember or not, but we're, we're kind of in the middle of a, a pandemic. Oh yeah. COVID-19. Yeah. I got right. it. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. And so we were like, okay, what, what can we do? Cause we want to get out of town. We want to, we want to take a vacation, you know, but sure. also we want to be smart. And so my mom had heard 
a couple months ago on a, one of the news shows, they were saying, you know, find a state that has very few cases, blah, 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 blah. And so guess what? Wyoming doesn't have very many. Yeah. So yeah. I, we are. Neither, neither does New Hampshire, by the way. Just, right. just throwing it out so, there. You know, we could go there. But uh, we're we're driving. And so uh, that's going to be fun. I actually, I actually love road trips. I don't mind it at all. I like to drive. Yeah. And so we're we're driving up. We'll we'll hit Colorado. We're gonna hit uh, Colorado Springs. We're going on uh, right outside of Denver. There's the Georgetown Loop Railroad mm-hmm. that we're gonna do. Sure. And then we're gonna go up to the Grand Tetons National Park and Yellowstone. Ooh, Tetons we're and hit both Yellowstone. Golly, and you're, Yellowstone. You're taking yeah. about two weeks then. Got to be no, <laughs> no, weeks, yeah. just a week. We won't have nearly enough time, I'm sure, yeah. but we're staying at a, a KOA campground and at one of their tiny cabins, and oh, we're nice. taking all of our own cleaning supplies, our own sheets and stuff, even though it's supposed to be provided. We're going to take our own anyway. So well, Listen, I, I'm right there with you because um, I don't know if you, you, I don't know if you know this or not, we are, uh, we're in the process of buying a camper. Yes. And that looks uh, like fun. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun, but it's also a lot of work trying to get it all set up and, you know, get the vehicle ready and all that other, all that other jazz. But one of the things that we've been doing since the kids are um, home-based learning is that we're Mm -hmm. trying to take as many chances as we can to go to like a state park. Right. And, and like, for example, uh, today, the day that we're recording this, we, we're able to get up to Lake Ray Roberts, uh, which is kind of north of north of Denton, Texas, and uh, we we literally were there. We take a, took us an hour to get there, an hour to get back, and we were only there for an hour. Like we're like mm-hmm. we're just we're just trying, right? And right. um and so we get out, and the Bible lesson for Jonathan this week is a creation, right? So no, oh, perfect. So yeah. I you know I'm literally walking through the forest, reading Genesis and reading the creation. I mean, that's just that's just something cool, right? And we're walking along, and Jill goes, shh, shh, shh. I look, what over? And and this happened today, Andre. This happened today. Yeah. This happened. And uh, and I look over, and there's a family of deer just walking next to us. Oh. And we're sitting there. We're just 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 for you know about ten minutes, just walking along with a deer. You know. Wow. I mean, how cool is and that? Such, and it's been beautiful weather. Oh, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Yeah. And then we get out to the lake and we, you know, we're talking about, you know, the fish in the sea and I mean, you know, the whole thing, right? It was just, it's just, it's just kind of perfect. Um, the problem is that a couple, a couple might've been last week. It might've been the week before we go for a little hike and we come back and, and I put the key in the ignition mm-hmm. and, I, and I turn the key and I hear click, click, click. Oh. No. What? That's the worst. Nothing. We we're in the middle of nowhere, right? We're we're in like a state park. We're just like, yeah. I hope someone comes by to help us. I mean, it's just. Oh, yeah, I mean, no. this isn't like a call AAA situation. And so we were able to get a hold of a park ranger, and uh, and they were helped to to kind of get us all jumped off and everything. And you know, the kids were worried about. It. I was like, guys, this is part of the adventure things aren't going to go as planned. You got to mind the dip. We, we're we're going to get past all this. That's mm-hmm. fine. And uh, in my pickup, I have a 2018 Chevy Silverado. Uh, in my pickup, the battery is not in a good place. If you want to Google it, listen, it, it, for the pod listeners at home, <laughs> Google battery location, 2018 Silverado. 
people you're going to see people complain about it. Okay. You, you got to take <laughs> off like three different crossbars just to get to it. And oh, so no. normally it's a 10 millimeter. You unscrew the, the battery, you pull it out. There might be one clip, you undo the clip and, and it's a 10 minute job. This is not, right. this is not the situation. Well, I get the, the truck jumped. I get, uh, I drop the family off at home, grab some tools, cars, trucks still running the whole time. Get it over to uh, to auto parts place. They come out and check it. Alternator's fine. Battery's toast. I mean, it's gone. It, it's it's gone. And so, all right, I get it all together and I start. I start. Uh, I just I'm gonna take care of it. You know, I mean, I'm I got mm-hmm. the battery now. Let's go ahead and take care of. It. I'm gonna replace it here in the parking lot. I brought my tools. It's gonna be easy. And and it was easy until it started raining. And it's um. <laughs> It was a situation where I was like, you know what? At least I know how to do this. And I was, my, my dad taught me how to work on cars. That was one of the days I called my dad and I said, dad, thank you for teaching me how to work on cars because I, my family wasn't stranded forever today because you taught me what to do. And so thank you That's for that. Right. And uh, in light of that, I think it's okay for us to talk about being an adult in 2020. Like what, what is it? What is it that we need to do to, to be, a, to be an adult? Oh, can I tell you another funny thing real quick? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I was talking to my brother the other day and um, we were just talking about different things. And, uh, and I was like, yeah, I got, uh, I got elected to the church board. And, and he goes, oh, that's really cool. And I was like, only in 2020 when something like this happened. And he said, everybody check your plague calendars. Who had <laughs> Seth on the deacon board for August? Brothers yeah. are the best, man. Yeah, yeah that's pretty good. I love good. it. I love it. I remember when my my oldest brother got elected to the church board, and my parents were both like, okay, now we feel old. Yeah. <laughs> we feel old that our son is old enough to be on the church board. I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah. So but anyway, I think you, you were saying that you found an article, and I thought maybe we could just talk about it. Yeah, so I found this article called 20 Things Every 20-Something Should Know How to Do. And I thought, oh, interesting. For the listeners, I am not a 20-something any longer. I've been out of my 20s for a little while. Exactly how long? A little while. Yeah, so... Not not as long as you. (laughs) (sighs) Listen, you set it up. I did. I just didn't think that throw a heater right back at me. I just wasn't expecting it. I wasn't going to, but then you pushed and I thought, you know what? There's one way to stop him. And so I started reading this article to see if I knew how to do the things on this list (laughs) because I'm not 20. So, so so you should, uh, essentially you should have like things that you know how to do by now. Is that what you're trying to say? You're such a turd. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Okay. Some, some, something around there. Okay. Okay. So let's see if we should, if we know these 20 things and, uh, yeah. okay, well maybe we can talk about like when we learned how to do them. Do we even know what this, what these things are? I haven't seen this list at all. I'm tempted to pull it nope. up, but I'm not going to, nope. um, at, at some point I've thrown a bracket at you that you were not prepared for. So I, I will sit here and do my best. <laughs> all right. Okay. So number one, on this list is 
every 20 something should know how to make a great breakfast. Mm, okay. There's a qualifier in there that I'm not great. I'm, I don't feel, I don't feel great about um, uh-huh. a great breakfast. So right. are they talking about like, I need to know how to make a hollandaise sauce. Cause that is not going to happen ever. I mean, that's the thing. Cause what, what constitutes a great breakfast to one person may not to another person. Here's what it says. It says you should, you should be able to craft a great meal for any occasion, ideally, but this is the most important meal of the day, which I could argue with. And so it's the one you should have down. Use real butter, large eggs, fresh mushrooms, cheese, whatever, but know the ins and outs and invite a lot of people over to eat it with you regularly. Okay. I don't like this at all because I'm never inviting (laughs) anyone over for breakfast. I'm not going to be like, oh, hey, guys, wouldn't it be awesome to come over to my house for breakfast? Hey, can you guys do me a favor? Can you guys get up at 530 so we can have breakfast at six? Get out of here with that. No, (laughs) no. Well, you don't have to eat breakfast at six on the weekends. Uh, I mean, when does your boy wake up and when is he hungry? Those are the two questions you really got to hear about. (laughs) So we, we used to go to my grandmother's house for breakfast all the time. That was, that was her meal. She made incredible, uh, incredible rolls or biscuits and she loved, she loved to cook any meal, let's be honest. But we, we did go to her, her house for breakfast. Here's the thing. I'm not a big fan of eggs. So that's not what I'm going to be cooking. For breakfast. Yeah. I like pancakes. Oh, talk about it. And I, I can make pancakes. Yeah. I like, um, here's the thing. I make, I do, I do use a pancake mix usually, um, because I live alone. And so if I'm making breakfast for myself, then I, I need to be able to cut it down. Yeah. But I add cinnamon and vanilla to my mm. pancake mix. Yeah. Of course you do. So, what, so yeah, good. Yeah, you a jerk? Yeah, absolutely. It's so good. Yeah. Um. So I'm not going to be making eggs, but I do like pancakes and I can make them. I like bacon. I like sausage. I can cook all of those. I can make an, an omelet. I can make eggs in a basket. Okay. Do you yeah. like eggs in a basket? Toad no, in a hole? I, what do you no, call it? No, I'm a grown up. No, I do not like <laughs> eggs in a basket. This said great breakfast. No, that that is, did you learn that in college? <laughs> you put a slice of American cheese on top of it when you're done? Come on. No, get out of here. What I'm saying is when you talk about great breakfast... Oh yeah, I'm coming. I'm coming hard. Are you making fun of my eggs in a basket? No, I absolutely think that you should make eggs in the basket as much as you want, as often as you want. It's not a great breakfast. That's what I'm saying. Have you ever had it for Cracker Barrel? Because it's real good from Cracker Barrel with that sourdough toast. Yeah, no, yes, listen. sir. Okay, I didn't realize that we were bringing Cracker Barrel into this because I didn't realize. <laughs> that. But then again, everybody who ever serves me at Cracker Barrel is either twenty or one hundred and twenty, so it <laughs> makes sense. It's weird whenever you see stars have three rows on the apron. I'm like, whoa, how old are you? And like, you, you, so, how long have you been here? Goodness gracious, Methuselah over here. <laughs> and so, no, but what I'm saying is like, for me, a great breakfast is how many pounds of bacon did you make? That That's. Okay. Yeah. 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 But you can't have just bacon. Fight me. <laughs> Okay, we should probably move on. Okay, we have let's differing ideas of what a great breakfast is, and we can both cook those. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, absolutely. Bre- and okay. by the way, never overlook a little breakfast for dinner. Oh, ever. You know what? I haven't had dinner yet. Maybe I'll have breakfast for dinner there tonight. It is. There, there, there it is. Um, also, huh. 
Here, here's a little tip for all you uh, corporate people. Whenever you go to uh, to like a meeting and uh, like it's an overnight meeting, it's a big corporate event, and they have breakfast for you. Prepare for this. Prepare. Don't overeat at breakfast. You're going to have issues halfway through the first meeting. Okay. But when I say prepare for this, what I mean is bring an extra receptacle to have some pocket bacon throughout the day. Because you will be the envy of everyone in the room when everybody starts going, do I why do I have why do I smell bacon? bacon in here? And you and you're just pulling it out of your pocket, full on Napoleon Dynamite pocket tots. Yeah, absolutely. I think Abs- that's I think that's good advice. Twenty somethings, you should yeah. be listening. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's been around the sun a few more times than you. So <laughs> specifically, nineteen more times than you, twenty year olds. <laughs> that's how many. Okay, that, that's how many. I'm double your age. Back off. All right. What's number two? <laughs> Number two, this one feels appropriate. Number two, 20-something should know how to argue kindly. Mm. <laughs> Do 20-somethings even, like, communicate with each other? Like, voice to voice? Like, what does that mean? Like, use the right emoji? <laughs> the right GIF, actually. Oh, dude. You can communicate a lot with the right GIF. You really can? I'm... I've got a book. Sorry, I'll let you. I'll let you read. Then we'll talk about gifts. <laughs> what? I got a buddy who's like the gift king. Like he, his superpower is uh, uh-huh. like some people. Like if they had super abilities, they'd be able to like be invisible or fly. His superpower is legit the perfect gift at all times. And yeah. it's like yeah, like he's real good. He's real good. He's with good it. at it. Yeah. Well. Also, how many people are yelling at us right now saying it's GIF, which they'd be wrong. It's not. Jeff Actually, GIF. I, I'm only said GIF because you did and I didn't want to start a fight, but it 100% is GIF. Whenever you do, whenever you create something, you're allowed to pronounce it however you want to. Nope. Nope. The, lo- the rules nope. of English say nope. that it's a, nope. that it's a, okay, it's fine. It's a, it's a soft G. It's a, it's a GIF. Nope. Look at us arguing kindly. <laughs> You're stupid. <laughs> okay. okay. We we may need to work on this one a little bit. Okay. Okay. Number number three, all twenty somethings should be able to hold a conversation with someone of any age. I mean, look at us. We're vastly different ages, apparently, according vastly, to Andrea. Vastly, vastly different. Vastly different ages. Vastly. Let's say it one more time. Yeah. So much ages. older than me. So, okay. Yeah. So does it say which direction this is supposed to be, up or down? It actually says whether the person you're talking to is eight or 80, you should be able to hold a meaningful, intentional conversation with them. Remember to ask a lot of questions, be more interested in who they are than in who you are, and strive to make their day. Yeah. Okay. So this is, um, we've had Danny, we've had uh, Danny Cooper on our show, right? Friend of the show, Danny Cooper. When he met my daughter, he got down on one knee and looked at her face to face and had a conversation with her. Yeah. Like- and and didn't do it like not I'm not talking baby talk or anything weird. I'm saying like he talked to her like like she was a human being 
And it yeah. meant the world to her and it meant the world to her mom. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here's the other thing. Um, old people are hilarious. They know <laughs> so much more. They've been, ar- yeah. they've been around the sun way more times than I have. And they've got some knowledge. And if you'll, if you're willing to put past the fact that they may not know what's going on right now in your circle, but that they've been part of way more circles than you have. Shut up and listen. Ask yeah. questions. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I like the I like the line that said be more interested in who they are. And that's not saying to ne- that that's not saying to neglect yourself, but here's the thing. In a conversation, I'm asking about you, you're asking about me. It's it's a given a t- it's give and take. And a lot of people have lost the art of conversation. And it's going to be uncomfortable occasionally. It's probably going to be awkward, but just push through because you never know who you're talking to and what they might have to say. It just, you just don't know. So I think, I think that's true. I think at, at 20 something years old, you should be able to hold a conversation with a person of any age. I feel like this is a good time just to, I mean, some people may not know how to hold a real conversation how to ask questions. And I think you said it right. It's about asking questions. And so here is, um, here's a little tip for those of you who want to know how to, how to hold a conversation with questions, okay? Ask open-ended questions. That means that the answer can't be yes or no, right? right. Um, for example, what do you do for work? I'm a teacher. Oh, then you ask them how they feel about it because people want to talk about themselves, whether or not they what they think they do. They don't want to talk about you. If they're going to have to talk to you, they want to talk about themselves. Oh, really? Do you, do you enjoy that? Do you enjoy being a teacher? Yeah, of course I do. I love it. Okay. How'd you get into that? How'd you get into it? That's a good one. Right. Okay. Well, well, what do you mean how to get it? I went to school to become, like you might get people that are kind of a, a, a jerk or whatever. Like, okay, well, who was your biggest influence to be a teacher growing up, right? I mean, these are things that you can ask just in any situation, like who, what influenced them to ask about them, what they enjoy about it. What, what do you hate about your job? Mm-hmm. You'd be surprised how many times, like you can find so many common grounds on things that you just, of things that you don't like, right? right. That, that's a huge thing right there. So yeah. there, there's a little tip for you guys. That's good. That's yeah. good. Like that. All right. All right. Number four on the list. All 20-somethings should know how to parallel park. Yeah. Agree. I do not know how to parallel park. Okay. When I used to drive a Mini Cooper, <laughs> it was easier. Well, yeah. <laughs> All you had to do was get out and push it sideways. <laughs> I mean, I can park along, you know, uh, on the side of the road, what whatever you want to call it, along the curb or whatever. But I'm not sure that I could back into a spot like in a downtown area in Parallel Park. I don't think I could. I, okay. Well, that's not true. I could, but it would just take me a while. Yeah. If you are having to change gears more than, let me see, twice, you're probably doing it wrong. Probably. Um, I don't think there's a good way to have like tips from the old man on this one. You just got to go out and try. You, you got yeah. go watch a YouTube video and they'll teach you how to do it. Yeah. Did you have to parallel park to get your driver's license? A hundred percent. Yeah. My driving instructor was, um, I think he was 160 years old 
and his name was yeah i think it was 160 he his name was edsel ford was his first and last name because i guess his parents thought it was funny um mm-hmm. to, to name him edsel ford he showed me his driver's license that's his legit name that's uh, and that's funny. how I found out he was 160 whenever it was like <laughs> date of birth, <laughs> 18, whoa, hey. Hey. What was it like voting for Lincoln? Um, and so he made a, he taught us how to, how to uh, parallel park. And that was part of the, part of the thing before we could even go and get, yeah. g- go get my license. Yeah. Yeah. See, it didn't even come up when I was taking driver's ed. And when I, when I got my license, didn't, when I took my test, parallel parking was not even a thing. That, well, that's because in Mississippi, curbs aren't a thing. Just pull in the grass a little bit. Say if that works. It's, it's the truth. Okay. Everything was a dirt road. I mean, you're trying to be funny, but you're not wrong. <laughs> well, all right. Number five. <laughs> number five. Uh, you should be able to defend your media choices. Defend your media choices. Yeah. Yeah. So whether you love Sufjan... S C S S Z A is that SZA? I don't know. I don't. I don't. Know. I don't listen to twenty-year-old people music. <laughs> okay, so no matter who you love, you should be able to articulate why the media we consume affects us, and you should be able to explain to yourself why you're listening, watching, and reading the things that you are. Okay, I agree with this. Yeah, I think it's about having self-awareness, right? But I also think that. 20s is the right time to find out who you are and why you like the things that you like. Hey, I'm going to give you a little tip. <clears throat> As someone who has kids, um, they don't have very discerning tastes. If it is on the television, it must be great. Um, the, the, the live action Lion King, my kid loved. Can we talk about mm-hmm. how bad that one was? Yeah, we talked about that. Um, so, yeah. So I think that... Uh, I think that as you get older, you have to be able to kind of discern your taste a little bit. So I agree. Yeah. I agree yeah, with that. One I agree sure. with that too. Yeah. I think again, I think it just comes down to some self awareness. And it's fine if you if you like something, but know why you like it. Don't Yeah. Not just because everybody else does or not just because it's the trendy thing. It's okay to like trendy things. That's not yeah. a problem. But just know why you like it. Know why it's why it's on your list. Um, number six, this is a good one. Uh, you should be able to know how to limit your online life. Um, okay, I do not understand this one because <laughs> I don't think I've learned how to do this one yet. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I think you have. I think it because it, it says it's not about limiting your time online, but it says the sentence here says the the inability to manage an online presence has toppled promising careers and made fools out of otherwise competent individuals. Oh yeah. You should have you should have a good grip on how often you use social media and what you're using it for. If you yeah. find most of your free time spent on the internet, it's time to make some choices. If you're checking your phone at every awkward pause, go ahead and delete that Facebook app. And I absolutely agree, especially with the think before you post. Just think yeah. about it. Yeah. You know, don't I don't care if you delete it an hour later or 20 years later, it's always going to be there. It yeah. never actually goes away and it can, it can come back to haunt you. It absolutely can. Yeah. Seth, was it me or was it me and you that were talking about how these Facebook memories are hilarious because 
I look back and I see things that I posted like 10 years ago and I'm going, that was the dumbest thing ever. Why yeah. did I think anybody cared? To yeah, that? That, that's the thing is that I, I think that as you get older, you realize that nobody cares how smart you are, how witty you are. Uh, nobody, nobody really cares about that. And, um, and it doesn't matter also how right you are. And, yeah. and if you look back and like, there's so many times when I've seen something that it's like I've posted and I'm like, Oh, that's still really good. And I'm like, uh, listen, apparently if you, if you listen to the critics, my social media life is just me bragging about stuff because of me trying to like point out things that I'm grateful for, for a hundred days is apparently people don't like that. Uh, Humble but you want to know something? Humble yeah. brag. Oh, so much. I got so much grief about it. And I you want to know something? That. I didn't really yeah. care. I'm like, you know nope. what? You know, I, I, that's fine. I'm, I'm still, it doesn't change what I, that I'm trying to change my brain chemistry. Maybe if you accomplish this, you wouldn't uh, despise someone else's graciousness. I don't know. Just a thought. What are we on? Number seven. All right. Number seven. Uh, you should know how to approach a stranger, whether it's for directions, a favor, or even just to pass the time on an airplane, knowing how to strike up a conversation out of the blue is a marvelous skill. How do you feel about this one, Andrea? Yeah, I I don't disagree. I think that I think there should be a caveat to this that it's not just how to approach a stranger, but also which strangers to approach. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Be smart so, about it. Don't be dumb. But I think that maybe is implied. So I think that kind of goes back to the be able to have a conversation with anybody, yeah. you know, type of thing. Uh, different d- doesn't matter their age doesn't matter that also means it doesn't matter if they're similar age you know one generation away six generations away it doesn't matter you need to be able to have a good conversation um however you do reach a point after your 20s where you start to realize really kind of where your lane is and you know how to stay in that lane yeah um my airpods i wear them uh always when I'm like in an airport because it is a symbol of, I don't want to talk to you. I don't. (laughs) And also like, if you're on an airplane, like the last thing I want you to do is take off your mask so I can understand you. Stop it. No, no, no. Dude, what is going on? Drag races or something. I don't know. Outside my apartment. Cool. Tell RuPaul I said, hello. Um, (laughs) but drag races. But I will say like the, the skill needs to be there cause you, cause you never know. Uh, and especially if you are, um, if you are truly an evangelical believer and, and you're trying to win everyone for Christ, you gotta be able to like, you know, talk to strangers about, uh, about your faith. But I'll tell you the worst thing you can do is start off by talking to strangers about your faith. Um, <laughs> Let let people know you're a real human being and that uh, that you're not someone to be scared of first. Goodness gracious. I guess that last uh, car that was revving their engines had a guys, had an accident. Guys, we, can can we get some more li- like listen, we need to to share the love on this show. We need more listeners so that Audrey can afford to get out of the the, the drug den that she lives in. <laughs> Guys, I live in a really nice, nice apartment. <laughs> no, Just so no, happens. She, I mean, she, she, listen, it's so nice for that area of town. It's that part of town. 
No, there's a fire. There's a fire department like right down the road. So if that fire fire department gets called out, then I hear it. I always know because they yeah. come by my come right by my apartment. Oh, sorry, guys. <clears throat> so okay, yeah. So yes, you should you should know how to approach a stranger. You should also have another good skill that goes along with that is be discerning enough to know who you should approach and who you shouldn't. And also be discerning enough to know that when they have their AirPods in their ears, don't approach them. Right. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Uh, yeah, absolutely. There's a reason I'm AirPods in. It's because I don't know you and I don't like you. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> That's right. All right. Number eight is you should know how to stand up for yourself and for others. I don't know. I, I don't think that's something 20 year olds have a problem with. Yeah, I could. I could be wrong. I feel like I feel like that that I feel like the twenty year old generation today ha- does a really good job in general of standing up for others and standing up for themselves. Yeah, yeah. But that is something that by by your twenties, I will say it's something that most people in their thirties lose because they they're trying to fit in again. Um, there's a yeah. there's something that happens in your thirties where you're trying to fit in again, and so you stop standing up for yourself. But uh, I think in your twenties, you. Most people are brazen enough to to be able to to say these are the things that I want. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. I could be wrong, but no, okay. I yeah. agree. But but if you don't know that one, yes, learn that one for sure. Learn that. Learn that one. Uh, okay. Number nine. Oh, here we go. Okay. Number nine. All twenty somethings should know how to say I was wrong. I'm sorry. I'm trying to <laughs> process, and it's just not. <laughs> here's what here's what the article says a relationship squabble a political tiff or a theological debate whatever it is you should always be looking for where you might have messed up i was wrong is a magical little sentence that diffuses conflict and brings peace to any situation i don't know i can't mm. (laughs) have you have you not learned this one yet no listen i i say it i say it all the time you, you've met my wife um she's smarter than i am i'm usually wrong she is usually right this is how this works i i, I understand here here's where my problem is right now mm-hmm. i'm taking 20 somethings out of it i'm talking about the church of america today we do a really bad job of saying that we're wrong oh yeah terrible here, here's the thing like um I'm I'm doing a, a kind of a deep dive study of the book of Judges and mm-hmm. we see in the book of Judges there's like this cycle of apostasy where uh people think that they're doing the right thing and uh and and God like they he's the people live in God's pleasure and then um they rebel <laughs> and they start doing things the kind of their own way and then mm-hmm. God punishes them right and in that part that process Israel never really thinks that they've done anything wrong, right? Like, so even Mm -hmm. though they've rebelled and even though God punishes them, they still think that they're the victim and that they've done everything right because they, they can never admit that they're wrong. Mm -hmm. And, um, what you see so many times is that Israel cries out to God, but never repents Mm -hmm. and God takes pity on them for their cries and presents a judge to help them but never truly like delivers them fully, truly delivers them because people don't actually repent. And so here's the thing. 
this is Christian pop culture, so I'm sorry, I'm going to preach for just one second. It says that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, which means saying, maybe I don't have it all right in the first place, and pray and seek my face and turn from their ways, which means that what I was doing before doesn't work anymore. That's the problem, not just with 20-somethings, not with 30-somethings, not with 40-somethings. That is the problem with the Church of America today is that we think that we are living in the peace of God and we are living under his punishment. And we can't see it because because we we're, we're just we still think that we're right. And what's going to happen, have to happen, is that we go past that place to cry out to God and actually cry out to God, and hopefully he'll have mercy on us. But it's really, really hard to do that whenever we've absolutely given over our worship away from God and given over to the idolatry of uh, of nationalism, of uh, political parties on both sides. Both sides. I'm, this isn't just one, but like— when we when we worship our nation and we realize that like God's never been for that, it puts us in a really bad place. So we're not on the good side of the cycle of apostasy right now. We're not on the good side of the of the cycle of the judges right now. We're 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 not. Right. Um, we're not living in the peace. We're not, we're not in that spot. We're we're living in the judgment. And that's, that's a scary place to be. And let me tell you how you get out of it and how you can get out of it, not only as a nation, but as an individual is start off by saying I was wrong. There you go. (laughs) All right. Sorry. I didn't didn't mean to start preaching guys. I'm sorry. Okay. Go ahead. (laughs) Number eight. You ready? Number Number nine. Whatever. Number 10. 10. 10. Thank God. Number 10. <laughs> Almost halfway through. Okay. I don't know that. It, no, some of these may. Hmm. Number 10. You should be able to see things from a different point of view. Yeah. 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 For sure. That I, Here's an exercise that I do sometimes. When I see something on the internet, on social media that I disagree with strongly, and I find myself wanting to. You tell them they're not a Christian. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I may think that, but I don't say it. I'm wanting to type something out in, in rebuttal. Here's what I do this is an exercise I do. For just a second, I try to look at it from their perspective. I mm-hmm. try to think, I try to think, what if it's right? What does that look like? Does it change my mind? Not usually. Not usually. But what it yeah. does is, I am able to, first of all, I'm able to stop and not type, post, respond, reply with what I think, what initially comes to me. But it also just helps me say, okay, this person has lived a life that I haven't lived. Their life looks very different than mine does. And then mine did. They grew up in a different era or they grew up in a different state, in a different community. They grew up with different kind of parents or with different sibling. You know, all of these things shape and help make you who you are. That doesn't dismiss when you're wrong, but it does help. What that does when I do that exercise, it just helps me say, okay, I can look at this from a different perspective, yeah. from a different point of view. That's all. That's all it's about. It's not about... 
always changing your mind. It's, it's about just looking at it from a different perspective. All right. So we're halfway through the list. Number yeah. 11. I like this one. You should know how to tip generously. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Andre, what's, uh, what's the minimum tip for you? 20%. 20. That's right. That, that's the correct answer. Okay. Let me ask you a question. Hold, okay. on, hold, hold on. Hold on. Okay. Let's talk about who gets a tip. Let's start here. <laughs> okay. Okay. If I have to um, physically come to you, physically place an order, and physically come pick up my food, you don't get a tip. Okay. So, so that means Starbucks, you don't get a tip. Yeah. If I sit down and someone comes to me and place, gets my order, or someone comes and brings to me my food, they get a tip. That, that's, that's, how, that's how it works in the Johnson house. Um, if, uh, if you're a park ranger and you, uh, and you see that my truck's broken down and you got a pair of jumper, jumper cables and you're going to help me get my car jumped, you get a tip. <laughs> I know I didn't Here, You're going to let me pay you for this, right? Nope. Can't accept it. Yeah, that's cool. I'm just gonna leave it on your passenger seat right over here. That's fine. That's fine. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Are, are those, are those acceptable rules? Yeah, I think so. I, I, I typically don't leave a tip at Starbucks. Occasionally, I may put put some in the tip if I'm paying with cash and I get like seventy cents and change. I'll put it in the tip jar sometimes. Okay. Um, if you're gonna clean my table, that's the other one. Yep. Uh, I like. I'll, I'll leave a tip if if I go to a restaurant. There's a there's a taco place down the road from my apartment, and I have to go up to the counter to order. And I typically have to go pick up my food. Sometimes they'll bring it to me, but they do clean the table and there is a line for a tip. I may not leave a full 20%, but I will leave a, a, a dollar yeah. or two in that yeah. situation. But if I'm at a full sit down restaurant, your tip starts at 20%. Yeah. And if you get everything wrong on my order, I'm still going to leave you 20%. Yeah. Um, and then I may leave you more if you are. Fantastic. Have you ever worked in food service before? Have you ever been a waitress? Nope, I haven't. Okay. I was um, a cashier gonna, at Hobby Lobby. Okay, right on, right on. <laughs> I'm gonna, I think I might force my kids to do it. All right, yeah. number 12. All right, number 12. You should be able to maintain a mentor. Maintain? Ooh. Yeah. So here's what it says. It says your twenties are a great time to invest in a mentor. Find someone you want to be like, be it your pastor, a friend, or even a peer and commit to meeting with them regularly. It takes a little humility and a lot of dedication, but there is no ceiling to the value it will add to your life. Man, I agree. Okay. Can I, mm -hmm. I'm going to share something. Okay. If, if you want someone to mentor you, show up with a pen and a notebook and take notes because I have had several, I've had several coffees with people who have asked me my help and, and I've said, yeah, sure. I'll sit down. I'll talk to you about whether it's, you know, career or sales or spiritual or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'll sit down and I'll have, I have no problem investing in anybody. 
and I've taken my time, my effort to invest in somebody and watch them not take notes and then leave and not take the advice. Mm -hmm. And I've had people ask me to, hey, can we meet up for coffee again? No. No, we can't. I'm sorry. I'm too busy. I'm too busy to invest in somebody who's not going to actually do anything with it. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So if it, if this is a good one, get a mentor, but also take notes. Don't yeah. waste their time. But I mean, if you get a chance to have, um, have lunch with Bill Gates, you take advantage of every minute that you have. You take the notes and anything that he gives you, you take it and run with it. Yeah. But also, if you get a chance to have lunch with your pastor, you sit down, you take notes, everything he gives you, you run with it. And don't come back and say, I don't see God working in my life, but you didn't do the last three things your pastor told you to do. Just saying. Yeah. When, when I was in my 20s um, and I was, work, I was working at Bethesda, so I was 20 years old when I started working there. And I was probably, this is probably around 22 or 23. And Marty Williams and Mary Evans said to me and Summer and Amber, who worked with me, who we all worked together at Bethesda, said, we want to do a Bible study with you ladies once a week. Hey, guess what? Yes. Yeah. Whatever I have to do to make that happen. Yeah. And yeah. for about a year, almost, I don't know if it was quite a full year, we met at Mary's house every week for lunch. And we, t- we went through the book of Ruth. We went through the book of Romans. We just, and they just poured into our lives. And you know what? I will never forget that time. It will make a lasting impact and you will be so glad that you did it. That's awesome. So That's awesome. All right. All right. Number 13. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Every 20 something, you should know how to bite your tongue. Know how to pick your battles. It's okay for you to be right without getting everyone to admit that you're right. Mm. Oh, it's okay to be right without getting everybody to admit that you're right. Are you sure about this? Mm-hmm. All right. I will say this is something that I've, I have been working on over the last several years. Now, given we have a podcast where I have things that I have to say, there's things that I say, but Andrea can attest to this. There's a lot of things that I say on this show that you never hear because <laughs> even though I'm right, it, I don't need you to think that I'm right. Yeah. Yeah, and I love you enough as a listener who I don't even know all the way across the world in in Austria. We have listeners that listen that download this show. Nice. Hey, what's up Austria? Um, you know, like I don't need I, for the for the love of Austria. They don't need to hear my thoughts no. on on everything. On everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, because sometimes the things that you are just so right about are things that don't matter. Yeah. And it's not yeah. worth getting into an argument with someone about something that doesn't matter. It's just yeah. not. It's just not. So know when to bite your tongue. Understand. Yeah. This is how it says. Understand when you should go to bat for what you're thinking and when you can let it go. Yeah. There you have it. And, and by the way, I'll, I'll say this. It's also nice to have a sounding board. 
that will let you not bite yeah. your tongue so that you can get it out. Um, start a podcast. I don't know. Start a podcast. Okay. Social media is not your sounding board. Nope. Nope. It is a vacuum. You are screaming into a vacuum and that sound goes nowhere. It goes nowhere. Uh, nope. Yeah. All right. Number 14. This is one that I am terrible about. You should know how to stay well rested. Uh, oh, gosh. Listen, last night I mean, was a perfect example. I had the, I was so tired. I had the opportunity to go to bed at like 930. I didn't do it. I stayed up, watched another episode of Chopped. <laughs> Why? 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 I don't Why? even like that show very much. No, no, Why did I, I stay up it. another hour and watch another episode of Chopped? But I did. Listen, we we might have had a late night cleaning the house last night. Um, and I am so super exhausted. And in all transparency, this is the second episode that we have recorded tonight. <laughs> um, and I was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And now I you're should, thinking, maybe I shouldn't have. Maybe I should not have done this. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Um. All right. Well, we'll, we're still working on that one. Okay, go ahead. Yes. Number 15, you should know how to respond to criticism. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm pretty good at this. I learned this as a child by by the fact that I was criticized a lot. Um, Well, hold on now. Here's what it says. Defending yourself against criticism is easy. Graciously accepting it is harder. Yeah. 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 It didn't say yeah. def- it didn't it didn't say you should know how to defend yourself. It just says you should know how to respond. And in oh, some yeah. cases, graciously accepting the criticism is the correct response. Yeah, that's something that um you don't always necessarily need to take criticism from everybody. Not everybody yeah. has your best tensions in heart at heart. So there's a lot of discernment in in a lot of these things that we've we've talked about. Yeah, absolutely. Just because somebody criticizes you doesn't mean that they're actually right. So learn which ones you should take and which ones you should let go. Well, and also with that, you, you, can, you can also graciously accept it from someone, but that doesn't mean you have to take it to heart. It doesn't mean you have to do what they are saying. You, yeah. can, you can graciously accept the criticism and say, I appreciate your point of view. I appreciate you wanting to help me. Thank you. And then go on and keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Um, here's a personal story. Um, in college, a couple months before Julie and I got married, a couple months before I graduated, then uh, we got married the week after I graduated. Um, somebody who was kind of like the patriarch of our group of friends who was already married, you know, mm-hmm. like he, he had been around a while. Um, he came and sat down with me. He's like, man, I just don't think Julie's the girl for you. Like and two I was weeks like, before uh, you got married? I mean, it was, it was a couple months before we got oh. married. I mean, it's just like, you know, so, and, and, and he, he really, he really laid it on, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and I respected him enough to take the criticism. And then, um, then I just prayed and I was like, so God, what do you think? Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and got the peace to like move forward with it. And so that cat is on his second marriage. And Julie and I are about to celebrate 18 years here next year. You know what I'm saying? So right. like, um, so I think that, you know, sometimes it's, it's good to take it, but don't always necessarily act on it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Great. Be gracious about it. Yeah. Just be gracious about it. 
Yeah. Because you don't Good. know, you don't know what that person, what their role will be in your life at a later date. Yeah. Or if they'll, they will have a role. So you can, you can still be gracious about it and not, not act on it. So. For sure. All right. Number 16, you should know how to write a cover letter. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Filling out an application is pretty simple, but in all likelihood, the job you really want is going to take more than a list of references and previous employers. Um, yeah, this goes back to the, um, the mentor thing. I can't tell you how many times people have sent me a resume and said, what do you think? And I've sent it back to them with red, like red ink of this is what. I would never even like try to call you like you're you're overqualified for the job that I would try to hire this for. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't know because your resume is terrible. And also, where's your cover letter? Like, tell me, tell me about you. Um, And as someone who's hired a lot of people, like I could just tell you, it frustrates me to no end whenever people don't take that to heart. I had somebody tell me one time call me up and say, I'm calling you because your resume looks interesting, but I'm letting you know I can't hire you because I know you're a sales guy and sales guys aren't really detail-oriented, but you have two typos on your on your resume. And because of that, I, I have an issue. And I said, oh no, what, what are they? And he told me what they were. Inter- the word international was spelled wrong, hmm. but uh, it was a... Uh, it was a Spanish company. And so it was actually spelled with a Spanish international. And so he thought that I just misspelled international twice, as opposed <laughs> to the fact that like the company I was working for, and I was like, Oh, okay. And he's like, well, and then you have a period over here. And like your formatting is just a little bit off and it just doesn't look right. And I was like, Oh, oh okay. Let me see what you're looking at. And turns out, Word formatting is no good. Hey, by the way, you can create PDF real easy. Yes. Make sure that you're looking at it the way you want to, because programs look different across the board. Always, always, I'm trying to, always. I'm helping somebody get a job right now. Right I don't know now. who it is, but right now I'm speaking into somebody. And yes. listen, at me, and I'll look at your resume. I'm not afraid. Go for, <laughs> go for it. Absolutely. All right. Number 17, you should know how to be alone. I got this one down, Pat. We're good. Still, I love. It doesn't just mean being single. I I know how to be alone, just in general. Listen, it's been six months in the same house with the same four people. Um, Sometimes I'm like, I'm going for a drive. Where are you going? I don't know. I'm going to go get you food. Yeah, I'm going to go get you food. Can I come with you? No. Mm-mm. Why not? Because I, I need not to. That's one of the reasons why uh, like I'll listen to audiobooks or podcasts in the house sometimes to also let my kids know I don't want to talk to you right now. I'm so trying to be alone in. with you. Try to be alone. Yeah. Yeah. It's, listen, it's just good. I'm it's a, good for your, it's good for your soul. It's good for your mental yeah. energy, all of those things. I'm I'm a bad dad. You suck. You suck. You suck. It's my daughter. So. Oh, all right. Number eighteen. You should know how to recommend a book, movie, or album. Hmm. Here, here's. I think this is what they're trying to say. Mm-hmm. Not. You should. You should tell people what you're reading or listening to, right? Mm-hmm. Or watching. What they're saying is, based on a conversation that you're having, 
you should be able to recommend a a piece of uh, of art, literature, uh, music for that person for that particular thing. Right. Yeah. Like you rolling in and being like, Oh man, you got to read girl, wash your face. Why? I'm a dude. I don't think that I need to do that. Um, you you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, like, but yeah, I think, I think that that's, that's a really good point is that you need to be able to know, all right, Christian pop culture, we're going to get kind of Jesus juke you real quick. Mm -hmm. You need to be able to like recommend the right scripture for people too. Yeah. Like it goes beyond John three sixteen and Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Like get get past get past the things that uh, that you can find written on wood in weird fonts at Hobby Lobby. Get <laughs> get past those, right? Uh, absolutely, absolutely. And, and get into some nitty gritty, and and it might be good for you. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, that's good. It says be able to explain not only why you love something, but why you think someone else would love it. Yeah. See, I see. I knew where they were going. You were with right. It. That's good. And that goes back to being able to have a conversation and being able Correct. to ask questions about somebody. All of the yeah. they all work together, guys. It's all important. All right, number all nineteen. Almost done. Two more. Yeah. Um, you should be able to prioritize the important over the urgent. <laughs> what do you think about that? Um, okay. So it, I have to, I have to explain this to every employee I ever have mm-hmm. that there, it, that there's a difference between, um, urgency and importance. There are things that are both urgent and important. And those are priority number one. Yeah. There are things that are urgent, but not important. And those are priority number two. There are things that are, uh, important, but not urgent. Those are priority number three. And the things that are not urgent and not important delegate to someone else to do. Yeah. It's like, I mean, these, these are the things that, uh, and sometimes if you can't delegate it, then you have to do it, but it's definitely priority number four. Um, these are the things that, these are the things that make successful people successful. Yep. Period. Done. Period. Yep. I agree. Can't disagree with that. Awesome. All right. Number 20. We are at the end of our list. Yes. You should, every 20 something should know how to hold on to a good friend. I don't know how I feel about that one because I feel like in your twenties is when you need to start letting people go. Yeah, there is, there's going to be some of that. I think there, there is. Yeah. I think that around 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 your mid thirties, you start to realize that the quality of your friends is so much more important than the quantity of your friends. Mm-hmm. That um, it's not how many people you can get to your house for poker night; it's how many people can you call whenever your mom's sick. Yeah. That's important, and and um, and so yeah, I I don't know, I don't know how I feel. I think I see what I think I know what they're saying, like. Don't let go of all your friends in your 20s because 20s is when you'll also lose all of your friends. But it's also, I think, kind of a natural calling of when you're supposed to be losing all the people that. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, what they ta- they're talking about, there's a lot of, tra- usually, typically, there's a lot of transition in your 20s. You might be changing jobs a lot. You might be moving some, you know, you're, you're leaving college, you're getting your first apartment, all of these kind of kinds of things. And you're going to have to say goodbye to people. That's just part of it. I think, I think something, I think a better way to have said this would have been 
know which friends to hang on to and which ones to let go. For sure. That's what a 20-something needs to know. Know which yeah. ones to hang on to. Because you you can meet friends. I have friends that I met in in my 20s that, in my early 20s, that are still my best friends today, you know? For sure, yeah. But you also have to just know, okay, it's okay to let that go. There, there are seasons for everything. You know, and and that I think that includes relationships. And so sometimes you might find yourself in a season where that relationship is over and or it's on pause or it's just not the same as it was a few years ago. So know how to hold on to the ones you should hold on to and how to let go of the ones that it's okay to let go of. Yeah. And listen, don't listen to me about friendship in 20s. I got married at 21 and like fully invested in in that and was also working in a church. Like it wasn't a good situation for me that I really didn't have a lot of friends in my 20s and so really the my the main friends that I had were the friends that I kept over from high school, from college, those types of things. Um but there was a big calling out and it wasn't really until um really until probably my early, early 30s that I stepped in and I was like, "Okay, I'm allowed to like have friends mm-hmm. again." you know, and, um, have them be my friends and not necessarily, um, husbands of my wife's friends or parents of my kids' friends, but like, I'm allowed to have my own friends. Uh, that's something that you'll definitely, definitely lose. Okay. So is that all 20? That's all 20. That's all. That's it. That's the whole list. I love it. I, I, I absolutely love it. Okay. Um, are there any of those that are not for you? So we can look back over those those 20 again. Are there any of those that are not for you? Honestly, I I agree with this uh, except for parallel parking. I don't think There I, you go. I knew I don't it was going to be need parallel to know how to do parking. That. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. I had to scroll all the way back up. I don't need to know how to parallel park. <laughs> what about there you? you go. What about you? Which ones are um, on here that's not for you? You know, the one that I can say is probably the uh, the convincing other people that I'm not right. That's not for me. I really do enjoy convincing other people. No, do you really? Are you sure that that I'm that I'm right? Um, it's just it's probably probably going to be my issue from here on out. Speaking of things that I'm that I'm never right about, uh, let's get into the Babylon Bee. Okay. Oh no! Not the bees! Not the bees! New smart thermostat automatically sets temperature to whatever your wife wants. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, um, if you have a uh, if you have a, a smart thermostat uh, out there and there's multiple people in the house, um, it's a constant fight of people changing things on their phone whenever you're not looking, <laughs> and that that becomes a problem. Um, there's it, it, get, it gets bad. It, but I will say, like, if you're dating someone and you want to know, is this the right person for you? One of the things that should be on the checklist is, hey, where do you like your thermostat set at? Yeah. S- summertime, wintertime. My air conditioner is uh, set like Kevin at the office. He always sets everything to 69. So. <laughs> oh, no, not the beach. Not the beach. All right, Andrea, that's a show. That's it. We okay. Did it. Uh, but our thoughts and opinions are not the final word, dear listener. 
and uh, they also do not reflect the thoughts and opinions of any church that we might be affiliated with. Uh, we would love to hear your thoughts and opinions about any of our topics today. Yes. Hey, when did you learn? When did you learn how to do all this stuff? Was it in your twenties? Before? After? Let us know. Yeah. Tell us. Is there something that wasn't on the list that you think should have been? Or do you think one of these things that was listed was absolutely ridiculous and shouldn't have been on there? Let us know. We want to know. You can tell us by liking and following us on social media. We are at Dropping Sunday on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And as a reminder, for every comment that we receive on Apple Podcasts, we will donate a dollar to a charity or ministry. Yes. And the greatest compliment that you could give us is to tell a friend to listen to this episode or a different episode and then to subscribe for next week. Because we will be back next week with something all new and fresh and and uh, something super relevant. I don't know. Maybe you got something out of this. You can tell your friends. Uh, it would be great. But we will be back next week. Until then, this is Seth. This is Andrea. And this is Dropping Sunday. <laughs>